I don't know if you guys know this, but Nick is a gay man. He's gay. Yeah, did you guys know? <laughs> he's he's really gay. He's gay. <laughs> like you guys, he kissed me the other day. Super gay. Yeah, that's really <laughs> gay. Oh my god. I know. During Pride Month. <laughs> Can you believe that? (laughs) (laughs) You're done. You're done. Why do you hate Paddington? I don't hate Paddington. I hate how much you love Paddington. No, let me tell you something. Every person who hates Paddington hates Paddington without merit because they have not made any attempts to consume any Paddington, Paddington. I don't hate Paddington. This is nothing mm-hmm. against Paddington Bear. This no. is 100% about Zach Maynard. <laughs> See, no, you and Nick, you should start a Paddington hate club because I for some reason y'all gladly. have beef with this bear. I'm going to text him right now. Okay, sure. Should we start you know what? a Paddington <laughs> You're fake typing. Club. No, I'm dead ass. Did you, you hear that? Oh my god. Whoop. All right. He's gonna text you and be like, what is this about? Well, we have additional Paddington news today. So unfortunately. Gear up. No, I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> We're gonna fight. Oh anyway, how was your weekend? It was so lovely. It was so much fun, so refreshing. Um because Morgan was here. Yes, Morgan was here in DC. It was such a good time. Um, we did we had I made an itinerary for us and I wasn't planning. I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure how like close I was expecting us to like stick to it, but we like really did that. We were busy as hell all weekend. And I'm like really proud of my planning skills because usually Morgan is the planner of the two of us, but she's like, you're the queen of itineraries. No, I have to be because (laughs) I'm very insecure. And so (laughs) when When she said she was coming, then like when Teresa was coming, I was like, well, I don't really know the area well enough to just like come up with stuff on the fly. So like I have to plan every day. So I seem like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So I'm really proud of myself that I was able to book us up a whole weekend of good times. Um, Cause Morgan is usually the planner of the two of us. Like whenever we go on trips, like she does everything. I just show up when, when I'm told to show up, <laughs> she will literally book my flight, book our hotel. <laughs> Damn. Wait, didn't she book our hotel that just you and I are staying at in a few weeks? That's what I'm saying. She she's the planning queen. She's a Capricorn through and through, and she's the biggest. Well, she used to be the biggest astrology denier, and I'm like, girl, you are Exhibit A. <laughs> Exhibits A, B, C, and D. Literally all of them. Wow. Um, but no, it was a really good weekend, and the dogs had so much fun at the game, even though it rained and the game started late. Um, it did start. We did get to watch some baseball. Um, and it was a good time. And she left at 5 a.m. this morning, which was kind of sad. That's crazy. I would have just taken the meeting from the car. But then that's then you then you can't leave till after noon. And then you're going to be driving for until 6 p.m. So, True. It's, well, you know, it's a toss up. Good for her. Yeah. How was your weekend? You it were was in, good. You were, you were on a little trip. You went on a little I trip. I was. I was in Philadelphia for the first time with Nick. It wasn't Nick's first time, but it was my first time. Oh. And my thoughts are good. I like Philadelphia. <laughs> first of all, um Philadelphia Philadelphia is a very tempting city to move to because the prices Ooh. are actually good. Like for instance, Nick and I our habit continues to worsen of like 
being preemptive and looking at rental properties a full <laughs> ass, like 11 months before we would move into one. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some nice ones in Philly, like even like in Fishtown, which is kind of like the, the nicer hipper area. Like there are whole ass townhouses, like three story townhouses, some of which have roofs for like less than three grand a month in rent. And we're talking like renovated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's very tempting and you know, we did tempting. some cool stuff. I did the Rocky steps. I had a actual Philly, Philly cheesesteak, mm-hmm. which was absolutely delicious. Um, yeah, it was a good time. You did an escape room, right? We did. We did a Ben Franklin escape room. Although the goal wasn't actually to escape. It was to find a document, which I thought was a cool twist. Oh, that's cool. Find a document in time. And it was very cool. Um, it was just Nick and I. So that was fun. And uh, we also went to Reading Terminal Market, which is that huge, famous market. Very, very overwhelming, but kind of in a good way. There was just so much to see and taste. I don't even remember how much I ate inside that market. Wow. Um, but a good time. Yeah. A good little, little trippity. All right. Look at yeah. us. Refreshing weekends. Yes. But we have lots to, at least I do lots. Yeah. To discuss. Honestly, I was like scouring the internet and this was all I like really cared to talk about. So I'm like, Ooh, <sighs> okay. that is well, a lot. <laughs> I will be bearing the brunt of the talking. It seems because yes, much to discuss. Feel free to skip ahead like 15 minutes just to get to my part. If you want, are you dead ass? No, <laughs> <laughs> no you're going to want to stay tuned into news because I'm going to be talking about a sexy trash can and y'all will want to know what that means. So anyway, um, the first news story we're having the January 6th committee hearings. Finally, the first primetime one was on Thursday night, and then there was one yesterday, and tomorrow's is postponed for some reason. They didn't say why. I think that's a bit odd. Mm. Um, but I wanted to talk about it, specifically the primetime kickoff one on Thursday, because Liz Cheney is the committee chair, and even though she's a Republican, I find it very interesting that she like absolutely gutted President Trump or former President Trump um, during her intro. There was also testimony from a Capitol police officer and a filmmaker that were there on the scene. And I was like watching Thursday night, by the way, like it was like the Oscars. I was tuning Morgan in like and I went to Wonder hours. Garden and they had it on all the TVs at Wonder Garden. That's amazing. So you <laughs> we saw that video, the like 12 minute video they had of with the new footage. Yeah, but there's no audio. So we, we weren't oh. really like into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah, they showed a 12 minute video with a bunch of new footage and this included security footage and body cam footage that no one has seen before and it was like really intense um the way it was cut and edited and they had a whole timeline and they would cut between what was actually happening during the attack and Mm -hmm. what trump was saying at the same time or how he was reacting to it or bolstering it it was really intense and well done um so yeah thursday night was like (laughs) really damning and then yesterday's was a little bit more procedural but it further painted this picture of like trump's old confidants turning against him basically to you know get off yeah um and it's just been interesting to watch and i'm surprised because while it remains to be seen like if this is going to lead to anything or have any results everyone's been surprisingly competent 
thus far, especially since this is a bipartisan committee. Especially because this I is America. Yeah, but I think they're doing a surprisingly good job. Like just with this whole indictment of Trump and what you, he did. You heard it here first, folks. Zach's stamp of approval. I mean, we'll see. But I'm saying it's <laughs> they been still two have days. plenty of time to two fuck days. It up. Yeah. In two days, it's been um competent like i said surprising (laughs) anyway uh, another thing i wanted to talk about speaking about dc Mm -hmm. uh there was a march for our lives rally on saturday which you were actually at so you can give first-hand testimony in a second yeah but um as i first found out from you um while someone was speaking a man Tried no, storming. it wasn't even, it was during a moment of silence to honor oh, yes, sorry. gun violence, which makes it even more fucked yes, up. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry. Yes. During a moment of silence, a man tried storming the stage and he shouted, there's been conflicting reports, but this story on NPR says he shouted, I am the gun, which sparked like a stampede and people are running away because obviously it's a very alarming thing to shout at a rally about gun control. Uh, but if you would like to shed more light on this very scary situation. Yeah. Oh my God. It was it like really. So I was at the rally with Morgan and one of my coworkers and um, we were like pretty far back. So we got there pretty late. So we didn't actually hear the guy like shouting. We just saw a group of people start running. And then like, you know, once a couple of people start running, everybody just starts running because it's like, shit, if something's going down, like, let me get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. So people started running and like literally all three of us just grabbed each other's hands and like started running too. And then somebody on stage was like, stop running. Like there's nothing going on. Cause you know, like when people just start running and they're like fearing for their lives, it can quickly get dangerous. And I think that like yeah. people closer to the stage get, did get like trampled. And so oh somebody God. like, yeah. So somebody like on stage like one of the event organizers was like shouting like stop running like there's nothing going on everything's okay and there were like police officers on like the horses um at the rally and so then they started like going towards the stage and i think they stayed towards the stage like a little bit closer um for the rest of the rally but it was like my one of my like critiques of like the way that the event went down was that like after that the person that was like up next to speak like just started their speech and like nobody addressed what had happened and then so we were all just standing there still like holding each other my hands were like shaking I was so scared I know my coworker was really scared and Morgan she's she does not show she doesn't emote (laughs) but I know that she was like I know she was like angry because she was able to figure out right away that it was probably like counter protesters, like doing something to freak everybody out, like as a joke. So she was like angry. Um, But there were like young people and like kids there that were like crying and like parents were like, nope, we're leaving. Let's go. It was like really, it was, yeah, really emotional. And there were a lot of like gun violence survivors at the event that were uh, probably like very triggered by that. So that was really upsetting. And then for them to just like continue the event, like nothing was going, like nothing was wrong. We were just like, but what happened? Like the whole time we were like, but what happened? It was like, very, it was just hard to, I feel like it was hard for them to recover from that. I, we stayed for the rest of the event when we realized that there was like nothing going on and that we felt safe. Um, but like we, yeah, it was just like weird vibes after that. 
but I will say the speakers were awesome. They ended with some of the original like Parkland survivors um, speaking, including um, they now go by X Gonzalez, formerly Emma Gonzalez. Um, speaking like gave a really really hype intense speech on just like the lack of action from lawmakers my favorite moment of the day was when they had the dc mayor bowser talk about Hmm. how great she herself come up on stage and then immediately after they had a harvard student give a speech and his opening line was how he was like four three years ago in 2018 four years ago oh shit there you go it was like four (laughs) years ago i met with mayor bowser and told her that we need to make all these changes and she hasn't done anything (laughs) he literally just laid into her immediately (laughs) after she got off stage and i was like is he shading her it was so great he kept saying that too he kept saying our mayors our governors our (laughs) (laughs) he made sure to say mayors (laughs) that's great because yeah she ain't getting reelected. Yeah, well, and then the girl that came on before Mayor Bowser was like, I guess they have like a young mayor or something like that. It was like a a young woman. (laughs) Yeah, but it was like a young woman and like her whole speech felt like she was working for Bowser's campaign. Like she was like, Mayor Bowser did this and this like was listing stuff. And my coworker was like, oh, and let's not forget when she ended racism with Black Lives Matter Plaza. (laughs) Yep. Let's not forget when she ended homelessness by tearing down their encampments. Literally. Including with people inside. Right. We were just like, okay, (laughs) that was kind of weird, but, um, regardless, it was, it was a, it was a good event. Although also it was called March for our lives, which is like the name of the organization and the original event that like started the March in 2018 was a March. Um, and I felt like a lot of their promo was like, let's March on Saturday, but there was no marching. Interesting. It was more like a rally. It was a rally. Well, I am glad that you are safe. Um, (laughs) fuck that absolute piece of shit. I hope he gets jail time for what he did. Um, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Horrendous. Speaking Mm -hmm. of gun control, yeah, I wanted to talk about this apparently bipartisan gun deal that's about to go through Congress. Yeah. Let's talk about what's in it and what's not in it. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about that. So here is what's in it. Red flag laws, which are aimed at keeping guns out of the hands of those who pose a threat to themselves or others. Uh, apparently like 19 states in D.C. already have red flag laws. So this would be implementing them in the states that do not and giving further resources to the states that do. Mm-hmm. Mental health and telehealth investment, which includes, quote, major investments to increase access to mental health and suicide prevention programs and other support services available in the community, including crisis and trauma intervention and recovery. Closing the boyfriend loophole, which deals with whether unmarried partners could keep guns if they were found guilty of violence against a dating partner. And lastly, an enhanced review process for buyers under 21, only under 21, which issues a more thorough review process for people between ages 18 and 21 who go to buy a gun like an AR-15. God damn. <laughs> under a background check review, the National Instant Criminal Background Check System would have to also contact state and local law enforcement to search for any disqualifying mental health or juvenile records. Again, why are we stopping at 21? Like, it seems so fucking stupid to me. Why can't we just do this for everyone? 
Um, and and last lastly, of course, because this is America, further <laughs> school security resources. Right. They're yeah. like, hmm, guns in schools are a problem. Let's put more of them in schools. Yeah. And so that's what's been included. And what's been left out is all the helpful shit. Uh, <laughs> like expanded background checks, an assault weapons ban, and a higher minimum age of purchase. None of that's been included in this supposedly bipartisan bill. I mean, today, like nowadays, especially with Republicans, bipartisan sounds a lot like Democrats just catering to Republicans. Like settling, yeah. Yeah, like I truly don't believe the word compromise the way it should be defined exists in our current no. um, legislative system. And it's sad. And of course, Biden continues to just sit on the sidelines. Right. Say, just watching. This. You should cheering do on a fan, an oh overall God. fan. Yeah. So that's frustrating. It remains to be seen if that uh, legislation will pass. <laughs> We'll see. I guess it's better than nothing. It allegedly but... has what? How many? Ten Republicans in support of it? Allegedly. Allegedly. Sherry is allegedly. shaking her head. She does yeah, not believe she's it. She's like doubtful. Yeah. Anyway, enough about all that serious stuff. <laughs> if you want, I know it's kind of weird because we're like recording right now, but the video related to the sexy trash can story, I told you guys I'd be circling back. We're talking about the sexy trash can. The mm-hmm. video is fucking funny, even though it's in Swedish. So if you it? want to watch that at a later date. Oh, at a later or date. Or now, okay. who knows? But anyway, <laughs> so there's a Swedish city. It's called Malmo. Malmo. There's an oodle out over the O. So I'm going to say Malmo. Uh, okay. They're taking dirty talk to a whole new level in its latest <laughs> effort to clean up the street. They have installed talking garbage cans that dish out racy audio messages after being fed (laughs) trash and authorities are hoping for an increase in rubbish being deposited. Pedestrians that drop trash into one of two bins on the city's David Schellsbrunn Bridge are rewarded with extremely positive feedback from a sultry female voice. Extremely positive (laughs) feedback. She offers a range of responses, including, you ready? This is in Swedish, of course, but still. Oh, right there. Yes. Come back soon and do that again. And mm, a bit more to the left next time. What? <laughs> Who's idea? Who pitched this? Oh, I would love to be in the, a meeting where somebody was like, so here's an idea. <laughs> the Swedes are crazy. That but- is wild. And you know, you know, America would never. Oh my God. Okay. Though. I was going to say though, America would never, but Americans would love it. Right. Come on. Now. I would love it. Could you I would imagine? love that too. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So I just thought it was funny. And I, I will definitely be watching member. the video. Yeah. yeah. Thank like you. I said, it's in Swedish, that. but the way she's speaking, it's just so like, well, you, you know, it's a universal language. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, we have concluded with news finally. Thank you. Wow. You crazy. I actually feel like I've maybe <laughs> have I maybe talked more than you did during that segment. So yeah, shut up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I valued your say, storytelling. Thank you. <laughs> All right, y'all. So exciting no not exciting i don't care i'm actually not a big k-pop fan i don't really care they're gonna come Um, for you you better tread carefully (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) okay but 
this is kind of sad. BTS today, just, I feel like this is kind of random. They like dropped the bomb on us. They announced that they're going on hiatus, which if you're a One Direction fan, you know what that means. You know, they hiatus. Okay, but how back. how are all like 18 of them going to pursue solo careers? <laughs> well, let's be reminded, not all of the One Direction members pursued successful <laughs> solo careers. I cannot. That's so a callback to last episode. I ladies can't, and yeah, I can't imagine that that's exactly what's happening. Um, but they're taking a break. They say they've grown. So, which I mean, honestly... I feel like working in a large group setting um, and, you know, like growing up in something like that, that's difficult. So go ahead, take a hiatus, but K-pop stands, they're going to need y'all to come back. Don't, don't pull a 1D. Let's hope this is uh, not a dynamite situation. Oh, let's hope this transition is smooth like butter. Wow. And those are the only two songs I know from BTS. So I'm going to stop now. That was really good. That was really good. Thank you. All right. Um, if you haven't seen this in the last 24 hours of when we're recording this, then I don't know where you've been on the internet. Um, so Lizzo's new song, Girls, um, apparently featured a um, ableist slur. And now the lyric has been changed just like that. Poof, overnight. I did not hear about this, by the way. So I'm one of the oh. ones that need to be educated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically the old lyric, um, I believe like at the early, pretty early on in the song was um, included the word spaz. And I oh. feel like some people, which some also other people have been pointing out were mostly like people in the UK were pointing out how that's like a uh, ableist slur, like referring to the term like spastic. But mm -hmm. I feel like in America, we use the term differently, but I do really appreciate regardless of whether you feel like it's a slur or not, how Lizzo handled it. Like she took the criticism and was like, okay, I'll change it. If it makes people uncomfortable to listen to this, you know, then like, let me change it so that people can listen to my music and not yeah. be angry. Um, so I think honestly, that's the way to go. Like we didn't get a sob story. We didn't get a statement. We got action within a day. So <laughs> What did she great. change it to? Um, I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because I, I don't you were know. Covering this story. So sorry. I just don't. I I didn't listen to the song before it got changed, so I couldn't really tell like where the old lyric was in replacement of like the new part of you know. So interesting. So you hate Lizzo? Just, I see. I don't hate Lizzo. Lizzo's just <laughs> not the first person I go to on New Music Friday when I'm like, ooh. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, Sorry, instead Lizzo. we go to SZA's deluxe Harry version Styles. of an album that's five years old with songs okay. that all sound the it, same. It did Ooh. come with <laughs> five new songs that sound the same. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's, a, um, there's a reason why it's not your media moment this week. I know that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I the reason it's not my media moment is because I didn't even really listen to it. So, <laughs> I mean, I saw it was a thing, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But I wasn't like racing to listen to because then it's like I have to listen to all the old songs to get to the new songs. And it's like, well, oh, yeah, because you I guys, Ely has to listen to something. In an I got order. tired like halfway. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. You're all right. Fine. This is my last story on news or on news on music. Over my I know. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
um, Kate Bush is running up that hill as a new, reached a new peak um, last week. What it was, I think I said it was number eight on the Hot 100. And now it's number four. See, Wouldn't it be were... crazy if it reached number one? I would literally poop my pants. You were so close. You said reached a peak. You should have said reached its crest if we're talking about hills. Oh, please. I don't think anybody <laughs> else is listening to this and they were like, ah, I should have said crest. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's running up that hill of, um, no. Success? The numbers. <laughs> Wait. I don't okay. know. Okay. <laughs> Good for, good for her. You guys, I'm literally sober every time we record these podcasts. So everything that you hear is uh, just me. No, no, no. Last episode, girl, you literally. I was not. I was back. not. I was fine. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. Good for Kate Bush. This is great that the song is still reaching new peaks after its original release. So that's new dope. Crests. Okay. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> Put the crest to bed. <laughs> <laughs> are you done yeah okay you just stop talking <laughs> i had to anyway. yell at my dog who was eating wood oh i'm sure you're gonna have that in common anyway Ew! Uh, you will not include that that was horrible i have eight entertainment stories so i need to get into it god there's okay, so much go. okay so as i mentioned at the beginning of this episode we have Paddington news again. How blessed are we to have Paddington related news two episodes in a row? Very I can't blessed. explain my delight. So we learned this week that Paddington 3 has an actual title now. It's not going to be called Paddington 3. It's going to be called Paddington in Peru. Okay, and wait. Is Paddington 2 say, is Paddington 2 called Paddington 2? Yes. This is like a new okay. Yeah. And I just have to say. Mm-hmm. So this is like all the info we got besides it's going to be shooting early next year and it has a director. Shooting. It's not the same director as the first two films, but it's fine. Oh, the thing about this. So I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent, but I'm going to come back around. <laughs> okay. So Robin Riley and I, we don't do it as often anymore, but specifically last year, we did a lot of PowerPoint nights in which we picked a topic and we made PowerPoints about it, specifically media. Like we had a whole Twilight PowerPoint night and we had a PowerPoint night for Glee. So that was a fun pastime. Well, we did one for Paddington and one of the assignments- Isn't that we gave what ourselves... got you into watching Paddington? Yes, kind of, Yes. So one of the assignments we gave ourselves was to pitch a Paddington 3. Oh, that's fun. And I have to tell you guys, so Robin and Riley were like, they, I mean, I love them, but their pitches were like just kind of silly (gasps) joke pitches. Oh my God, you guys, did you hear that? No, no, no. Like your very serious pitches, silly joke pitches. No, no. Like they would agree. Like they were joke. It was literally Paddington in space was Robin's. Like it was a Um... joke. Oh my God. Okay, I'm just I'm I'm trying to make a point here. I okay. took my pitch very seriously, uh-huh. and I it was like eight slides. I had concept art, eight and slides. I detailed oh the God. whole plot. I took it very seriously. And you guys, my pitch was that Paddington and the Browns go to Peru and they have an adventure in There's, Peru. No, Peru I, specifically. You said that. Yes, because that's where he's from. He's from darkest Peru. <laughs> so I pitched like, okay, he's going back to his roots. And for the Browns are coming with him. They saw my outline and they decided to make that Paddington three. 
this <laughs> is so exciting to me i cannot wait till the trailer comes out so i can see you, how much has been lifted you should take them to court get your money get your bag oh, no no no! i will not be suing anyone like steal my idea sure like <laughs> go for it anything for paddington i just think it's so interesting oh and we love the alliteration of paddington in peru so. I just have to say, I I would pay money to see Paddington in space. That's just that's all I have to no, say. No, I would too. Like I'm really trying not to downplay their pitches. They were wonderful, but they were like they were funny. And mine was like, no, like I want to pitch this to a Hollywood agent. <laughs> I took it way too seriously. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, we need to move on. So okay. some other great news. We have a new. EGOT winner, for those of you who don't know, EGOT is someone who's won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. And there's only been 16 people in history, and now we have a 17th, and that is Miss Jennifer Hudson, because the Tony Awards were this past Sunday, and she got a Tony for producing. So she's only the second Black woman to achieve an EGOT after Whoopi Goldberg, and she's the second Mm -hmm. youngest EGOT winner at the time of winning mm-hmm. behind John Legend who won at 39 and Jennifer has gotten hers at 40. Wow. So good for her. That's incredible. I know. I was really hoping you were going to cover this because I was like, that is so dope. Yeah. Good for her. She's so talented good for her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of talented ladies, Lady oh. Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a very interesting story. Todd yeah. Phillips, who directed and wrote Joker, which won a couple of Oscars and was nominated for a bunch of Oscars, mm-hmm. uh, he revealed on Instagram the other day the front of the Joker 2 script, which revealed the title, which is Folly à deux, which means the madness of two. And now we have some additional information just a few days later that apparently this sequel will be a musical. And Lady Gaga is in talks to be the new Harley Quinn. What are your thoughts? <laughs> okay. I have many thoughts. Um, okay. One, who asked for a musical sequel <laughs> to, to Joker? I don't know who asked for that, but whatever. That I'm willing to overlook to move on to this next statement. I feel like I feel like there was a specific name for it for these types of movies that they've been making, but I'm just like so sick of the like Oscar, like what do you what do you call them? Like those, Oscar you know bait? what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the Oscar bait movies. Like that's how I, what I felt like Joker was first. Like them taking like just random stuff and making it like super serious, and then like submitting it and getting Oscar nominations. Um, I'm, it's getting real, it's getting real tired. And I feel like that's what this is again. Like, that's what I feel like the first Joker was. And I feel like they're going to try and obviously do that again. And that's probably why they're trying to get Lady Gaga because she won an Oscar. She's incredible. We already know she can act, she can sing, she can do whatever she needs to do. But I'm just, again, who asked for this? No one. I could live my whole life without seeing a musical (laughs) sequel to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Um, I have two hot takes. My first hot take is I'm actually kind of over the Harley Quinn Joker relationship. I feel like it's been done to death. And it's so toxic. We don't need that. Like, especially when the Harley Quinn animated series, which I watched quite a bit of, and it's actually quite funny. 
they've moved into like what the comics have been doing for years, which is Harley and Poison Ivy. Like give yeah. us the give queer us gay. relationship, like healthy, interesting right. relationship. Um, I just feel like it's time for that. So it's, it just feels like we're doing Joker and Harley again. So much. It feels yeah. kind of tired. So I'm not the biggest fan of that. And I don't think Gaga would be a great Harley. I think she'd be a good Poison Ivy. <gasps> very like sultry. Like I think she'd be a great Ivy. I don't know about Harley. So what you're saying is they should replace Joaquin Phoenix and cast a new Harley to do that story. See that I would see if that was musical. Yeah. That that I am asking for. Well, here's my <laughs> other hot take. I and you know I don't like musicals, <laughs> but I'm actually like, you know what? There's so much shit out there in Hollywood that is just the same and uninspired. The fact that they said, okay, Joker, <laughs> which was like this gritty, like just dark, bloody Martin Scorsese ripoff. <laughs> the sequel to that, let's make it a musical. I kind of love and admire that just batshit left turn. And I'm like, okay, go for it. Show yeah. me what you got with this musical sequel. And no, that's like, a good is- point. Is Gaga like, gonna what do the they music? have to lose at this point? <laughs> it's like it can only get it, it can only get better. I don't know. Actually, I feel like it could get worse, but yeah. <laughs> Very interesting choices. <laughs> we shall see. Voices. And again, Gaga's in talks, so we don't even know if she's yeah, we don't even know she hasn't been cast yet. Yeah. But anyway, my next entertainment story. So I don't really have much to say about this, but I just thought it was funny. So you know how Variety does their actors on actors series? Yes, I love those videos. Yes, they're so they're basically like two actors. They either I think most of them probably do know each other, or maybe they don't, but they just pick interesting pairings. Like they started um this season with Zendaya and Andrew Garfield, who of course have a relationship with Spider-Man. Um, so they do stuff like that. So anyway, it was supposed to be Josh Brolin. And Jeremy Renner having a normal actors on actors. <laughs> but this is so funny. I just love that Variety actually said this. Jeremy Renner did not show up. So Josh Brolin did this weird thing where he had a conversation with himself. And the, <laughs> did they post the, it? Yes, they did. And the funny thing about this to me is they actually called Jeremy Renner a quote, last minute no show. And I want to know what the T is there. He probably like just had prior commitments. No, no, no. That suggests actually. that suggests like it was like 30 minutes to filming and he did not show up. That's what that suggests to me. That's yeah. last minute. So I kind of want to know the tea. <laughs> yeah, really. Cause but... like if Josh Brolin showed up and was there ready to interview and <laughs> exactly. I mean, I love that he saw this as an opportunity to do this weird like interview of himself, which yeah. was kind of funny, but I just, I want the Jeremy T. But anyway, next story. Speaking of people's names that start with J. <laughs> you know, you know, James Patterson, he, he's an author. He wrote the Alex Ryder series and the Maximum Ride series and a bunch of other like kind of YA, kind of adult fiction series. Anyway, he's a very wealthy author who's been working in publishing for a very long time. He had an interview with the Sunday Times over the weekend, and he lamented that white men are struggling to find writing jobs in film, theater, TV, and publishing industries as, quote, 
It's just Aww. another form of racism. Aww. He said, Aww. what's what's that all about? Can you get a job? Yes. Is Aww. it harder? Yes. It's even harder Aww. for older writers. You don't meet many 52-year-old white males. Oh, huh? no. <laughs> sure, he's like, the fuck? She's like, um, what? So mad about this. Uh, he issued an apology, of course, today via Twitter. He said, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> He said, I apologize for saying white male writers having trouble finding work is a form of racism. I absolutely do not believe that racism is practiced against white writers. Please okay, know then that why I did that come out support... of your mouth? Exactly. Please know that I strongly support a diversity of voices being heard Whatever, in literature, bro. in Hollywood, everywhere. That but... smells like your publicist wrote that because they were like, you're literally going to get canceled. No one's going to buy your no. shit anymore. You better say something. Like, why would you say that if you were just going to come out a day later and be like, I didn't mean any of it? Like, yeah. huh? Mm, yeah, it's reeking of cowardice. But yeah. what I thought so was funny, weird. too, is I saw this story on USA Today. And right after they had his quote and everything, they came ready with facts. So they had a couple blurbs I wanted to point out. <gasps> they said... <laughs> Major publisher Penguin Random House, which is the largest publishing house, conducted a 2019 to 2021 diversity self-audit and found that almost 75% of its contributors in that period were white, only 6% were black, while 5% were Hispanic or Latinx. The publisher's Mm -hmm. employees also skewed heavily white, making up 74% of its workforce. And in 2020, the New York Times compiled its own data to determine just how white the publishing industry is. And in their sample, almost 90% of the books written in 2018 were by white authors. So, James Patterson, you're simply wrong, my guy. You're literally just wrong. You're just mad because Black women are getting a chance at things. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Very embarrassing. Very. Something that also might skew a tad embarrassing. Spider-Man No Way Home will be returning to movie theaters. It's called the More Fun Stuff version, and it's a cut of the film with additional and extended scenes, which will be coming out Labor Day weekend of this year. Um, let's be honest. Sony just wants to hit two billion dollars because right yes. now it's, it sits at <laughs> one point nine billion, and yes. they really want to join that two billion club. Considering I believe there's only four films in that club now, um, so that's transparent. But also, some fans are annoyed because Sony specifically left out any deleted scenes on the Blu-ray, which came out like two months ago mm-hmm. for this for this re-release. So people are irritated because it's like, okay, yeah. well, when I buy a Blu-ray, I want, like, if All there were content. deleted scenes, I want them. And so now people are saying, like, okay, are you going to do another Blu-ray release in, like, six months? That's this cut? That's frustrating. That is frustrating. So capitalism, you know? Sucks. I will be seeing this, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I might go see it too. I mean, like, why not, right? This movie was stupid fun. It was a really yeah. good time. I would love more of it. <laughs> Especially right before though. election season when I'm going to be depressed. Oh, uh, Hell yeah. Hell oh yeah. God. I mean, it'd be funny if it didn't actually make it to $2 billion, even with this extra cut. <laughs> it pulls a Morbius. <laughs> oh, it's Morbid time. Uh, excuse me. Anyway, last two stories. Here we go. So... Lightyear, it's coming out this Friday, and it has been banned in the Middle East over a same-sex kiss, of course. So oh this scene is involving the female character Hawthorne, who's voiced by Uzo Aduba, and her partner, which the irony of this 
is that it was originally cut from the film, like for all markets, but it was reinstated following the uproar surrounding a statement from Pixar employees that claimed that Disney had been centering, quote, overtly gay affection and Disney CEO Bob Chapek's handling of Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, which I think we talked about this um, a couple months ago. Yes, when we this did. Happened, but that's just so embarrassing. Literally. Um, that being said, I will be seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> um because wait when are you gonna see it i want to see it too i love cruise seven i think nick and i are gonna see it on juneteenth <sighs> bye are you not off don't you have like the whole week off or something um i am okay first of all the jokes are tired <laughs> what what's tired the fact that your organization gives you like boofu time off um you know what everybody's organization should give them lots of time yes, off they especially should when but they i'm allowed to put one of you for you <laughs> and what your company does okay i do not have the whole week off i do have this friday and monday off <laughs> yeah okay mm-hmm. um yeah. but i was just telling somebody how y'all are always doing stuff and don't invite me so okay if you want to go let's go no that's a pity invite i'll go see it by myself thanks oh my god <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. The last story <laughs> is actually quite emotional. So, oh shit, it is Pride Month for those of you who don't know. We're about what? Through. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's Pride Month, and um, DC's annual Pride issue, or it's like a series of issues they run throughout the month. Uh, it's a comic anthology. Mm-hmm. They had a comic in this anthology written by Kevin Conroy. And for those of you who don't know, Kevin Conroy is an absolute legend for basically any of the animated Batman projects you remember, like the animated series, Justice League, even like the new video games, he has voiced Batman. So in a way, he's the most prolific Batman we've had in media. Mm. And he's an absolute legend and we love him. He's been Mm -hmm. working for decades. So he wrote this this comic for the anthology it's called finding batman um where he basically told his coming out story about how he has struggled with doubts about his own talent early in his career and he grew up in a devout christian household watching the ridicule that gay men faced in the 70s with the stonewall riots and then uh there's the part that made me cry this comic did make me cry when i read it um, oh. He tells about his best friend that passed away because of the AIDS epidemic oh. um, and how he was called slurs by his fellow actors in public. Oh and God. this just led him to conceal this part of his identity and his gayness until now. And this man is like in his 60s or 70s, I believe. Oh. And I just find it very touching that he wrote this comic and he sort of like tied his experience in with batman's experience and how he's felt so connected to the character yeah because of hiding behind that mask um and we're just really proud of him and it's very touching so go kevin go please keep being animated batman because you slap and your voice has not changed since like the 90s Sorry, I had to get Sherry some water. Otherwise, she was going to be. She's being homophobic. She <laughs> said, oh, we're talking about gays. She I'm going to be like, rambunctious. Mm, yeah, I'm going to cause a stir. Yeah, I don't like that. She should join Sasha in the homophobic dog club. Oh, my gosh. 
the amount of dirty looks I get from Sasha when I'm like giving Nick a hug or something. <laughs> Far too much. He's like, anyway, no. we made it through entertainment. We survived. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, oh my gosh. Walking around. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready for pop culture? Yes. Me, 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 me. <laughs> okay. If you didn't already know, Britney Spears just got married. We're so happy for her. Her ex-husband thought he could try and ruin it, but he failed. Yeah, he like showed up and tried to crash the party, right? His ass was escorted, escorted. God damn, escorted out. There we go. That's the There you go. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay, Britney Spears got married this weekend and I just wanted to highlight some of the attendees because I feel like it was so random like the people that we did see that I was like I didn't even know Brittany was in like community with some of these people <laughs> like who okay glad you asked so some of the attendees that I wanted to highlight were Drew Barrymore um okay. Selena Gomez Will oh. I Am uh Maria Menudos oh I Madonna. love her I know you do I know you do <laughs> Madonna <laughs> Paris Hilton and Paris Hilton's mom were both there. And then lastly, Ansel Elgort was was there for whatever reason. (laughs) Absolutely no clue. Why is he out in public? I don't know. And he was like lurking in the background of those pictures too. (laughs) (laughs) Like big peeping Tom energy. Yeah, I have no idea what he's up to, but he was at their wedding. Um, Apparently it was a beautiful fairy tale evening. BuzzFeed got a lot of weirdly specific details about the wedding like they know the music everything. yeah they do <laughs> apparently i'm like were y'all invited um but it sounded like a good time and you know what Brittany deserves nothing but the best so i'm happy for her yes okay hold on i have to grab something oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> next up <laughs> um I don't know if y'all, do you know what the puppy interview is? First of all, before I get into this next story. No. Okay. Let me, let me give you the rundown. So the puppy interview is something that Buzzfeed does with celebrities when they're on like promotional, um, like tours to do like different press appearances, promoting whatever they are promoting. Mm -hmm. So like, I think the stranger things cast just did a puppy interview. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, Tom Holland did a really good puppy interview for Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. But weirdly enough, Chris Evans has never done the puppy interview. And everybody's like, where is the Chris Evans puppy interview? And Chris <laughs> Evans didn't even know that he could do the puppy interview. So a while back after Tom, at the end of like Tom Holland's interview, he was like, he like looks in the camera and he was like, Evans, I don't even think you need to promote anything. You can just show up and like answer questions with puppies. And so they like <laughs> tweeted at him. And Chris Evans responded and was like, tell me when and where I will do the puppy interview. So everybody was like, ah! and then there were like rumors on Demois that like it was recorded and it was done. And everybody was like, oh, shit, the puppy interview is coming. And we finally got like a sneak peek of Chris Evans's puppy interview. And it was funny, funny enough from Chris Evans himself. He like posted a picture from the interview of him, like covered in puppies, which I'm sure you've probably seen by now. I posted it on my Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like the Buzzfeed team was like, where did you get this photo? <laughs> <laughs> 
and now it's their profile picture like on social media so we're patiently awaiting chris evans's puppy interview that he did to promote lightyear um buzz lightyear so can't wait i know i love him (laughs) i can't wait all right Um, okay, my last story I just have simply titled Nick Cannon must be stopped. Now what I bet y'all could take a really good guess as to what this is in reference to. Just I I literally could not. What did he do? <laughs> He's apparently expecting his ninth child. <laughs> oh wow, that's a lot. <laughs> if y'all already know, Nick Cannon is like, I don't even know what to call it, like a serial breeder. Like he just keeps Not having children. Breeder. I don't know what to call like what to what how to describe this. He keeps having children with different baby mamas. And people are like, how can you possibly be a dedicated father to all these children when you're just like having babies and not like just seemingly not having a care in the world? I don't know. I think it's very weird. I think it's very weird that he thinks that there needs to be nine iterations of him. Um <laughs> Not iteration. <laughs> <laughs> Nine versions of his DNA just in the world. Um, but alas, here we are. Nick Cannon is having another baby. So congrats. Can he make it to double <sighs> I don't digits? Know. Yeah, maybe that's what he's trying. I have no idea. But he needs to be stopped. It needs to end right now. I agree. I, I also too many agree. people in the world already. Right. Did we don't need hear- nine Nick Cannons. Did you hear that apparently we're getting really close to 8 billion oh people my total? God. I thought he's going to make us inch over that line. Kids. Oh okay, well, God. Nick, Nick Cannon, Cannon is making up for that Nick line. Nick Cannon alone is populating the earth. At this point, we should all question if we're related to Nick Cannon. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> all right. Was well, it media moment time then? Indeed, it is. It's time. For the media moment. Okay, well, it's your turn. No, it's your turn. It's me? Why do I always? I I never remember. Apparently not. Yeah, it's your turn. Okay, now I have to preface. I'm very interested. I have to preface because I was thinking, what am I going to do for a media moment this week? And I was like, "The, the only piece of media that I've consumed that I haven't, that I've either A, that was new to me and B, I haven't already mentioned on the podcast was this movie fire Island. So I was like, shit, I, that I have to talk about. (laughs) And I know you said you and Nick didn't like it. Um, I haven't, I've not watched it. Oh, okay. Well, I know Nick didn't like it. Um, which means you probably wouldn't like it either, but I will say it wasn't, it was enjoyable from Oregon and I, we were just looking for something to watch like at the end of the day. And we were just laying on the couch and she was like, this movie was pretty funny. We should watch it. I did think it was funny. The jokes, like they landed, but it was like, it was, it was corny, but I feel like it wasn't any more corny than like straight people rom-coms. So, is you know? it like Pride and Prejudice on Fire Island? Pride and Prejudice? I don't know about that. That sounds dramatic. No, like that's literally, like it's literally a Pride and Prejudice adaptation. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't hear that. Do you not know the storyline of Pride and Prejudice? Not really. Okay. Not enough. Well, it's... Like, I can't really, I mean, I don't know. Well, don't it know. is. Okay. 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 <laughs> Christ, why did you phrase that in the form of a question if you're going to just tell me that it is? I don't know. <laughs> 
Okay, well, good for Pride and Prejudice, I guess. <laughs> Wait, you um, know what? They should have called it Pride and Prejudice, but like just bolded Pride on the poster. Get it? A missed opportunity, a very yeah. missed opportunity. Because yeah. we still face prejudice to this day. Do you? I'm just kidding. Not me personally. <laughs> I mean, Nick is probably the most homophobic person I know. <laughs> we should just not tell him about that and then when he finally catches up on episodes he's gonna hear that and go (laughs) no 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 him and i are uh just very judgmental people (laughs) you're bitter bitches actually you know what we're not bitter at all okay you know who is bitter (laughs) me and Morgan. And you want to know what's funny? Um, so what? there was, we witnessed a, a proposal at the Lincoln Memorial on Saturday, which like the Lincoln menorah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're like, we were like, okay. Um, but we saw the guy like coordinating with the photographer and she was like, Oh my God, Eli, I think this guy's going to propose. So we were like, we have to sit here and wait for the girl to come so we can like see all this happen. <laughs> and so we sat there and Morgan started recording them. <laughs> And then they got engaged and we were like, oh yeah, cool. And then they started hugging and, they started hugging and kissing and shit. And we were like, ew. And the girl was like, oh, and we were like, let's get out of here. That's what people do. You're so bookish. We were like, ew. Okay. Back to the movie. Um, yeah. Sorry. I- back to the movie. Um, my main points are, it was funny. It was like corny, but tolerable. Um, and it was like kind of cute, you know? It had like a, you know, fun, you know, I love me like a, a ensemble cast. So it was good. Yeah. And Peppermint was in it. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Oh, work. Yeah. Um, here are my thoughts, even though I've not seen it. Obviously, Nick has told me about it since he watched it. Yeah. We're both kind of over. This goes back to us being like bitter, you know, <laughs> um, uh-huh. but with, with good reason. Uh-huh. We're both kind of over like now that we're finally getting like good enough representation um even though most of it is just you know white male loving white male um i get particularly frustrated with stuff like this again i haven't seen it but i got the play by play by play from nick where it's like thinking it can excuse itself from like the behavior the toxic behavior of the gay community by calling it out like in the film and trying to be like I don't know how to explain it having not seen it but it's not funny to me like it's not cute and I'm dreading the same thing that's going to happen with that movie called Bros with Billy Eichner that's coming out soon which is another like gay rom-com like oh it's a rom-com but gay um and that whole thing with that trailer is Billy Eichner is his character is trying to write write a gay rom-com and he's like He's like, oh, well, like, you know, buff guys will never want to get with skinny guys and blah, blah, blah. There's so much like fat phobia, blah, 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 and and all that. But like that movie is a rom-com about like a buff masculine (laughs) guy falling in love with him. And I feel like that's the same thing with this movie, as Nick tells me, is that, you know, the gay community is very toxic in terms of image. And that's where like Grindr comes into play. And the whole thing with Fire Island is that pretty gay men, mostly white, go there to fuck each other silly 
That's what happened. <laughs> and it's all image and it's all like abs and whatnot. And so Nick was telling me that in this movie, they try and make that into jokes. Like, oh my God, yeah, we're aware of that. But like still plays into that. And I just know if I watched it, that would frustrate the shit out of me for its like hypocrisy. So I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Although part of me is very morbidly curious since it's no extra cost to me. I mean, yeah, it was, I will say it was like not, it was like slightly refreshing because the, I would say, I think I would say like the two main leads were Asian men. So that was like well, a yes. little bit, it was like a little bit better to not see like just all white people. Um, so I will say that's like, what's refreshing about the story is that like, I think most of the like supporting characters are white where I think all of the main characters are, I think they're all Asian actually. We love yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like I said, this is my media moment because this is the only piece of new media that I consumed this week. I've been, I haven't even watched Obi-Wan. I haven't watched Miss Marvel yet. I'm super behind. I know I'm super behind on TV. You haven't watched a single episode of Obi-Wan, have you? I haven't. And honestly, I haven't seen that many spoilers. So I'm like, I'm doing good. You're not missing much, unfortunately. Really? (laughs) The internet's kind of really loving this show. So I'm conflicted. I don't know how to feel. I don't know who to believe. are loving this show. Mm, Okay, I see. see. Um, But you know what you are missing? I know. It's my media moment. Okay, so Miss Marvel, I watched the premiere and I am stoked because this is definitely the best MCU Disney Plus premiere we've had thus far, in my opinion. Finally, they're giving us something stylistically interesting um, <laughs> with these MCU shows. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like kind of Spider-Man Homecoming E-esque. But there, then there's some like really cool shit. Like I think I texted you about this, but there is a conversation that happens via text in the first episode and we've seen this a bunch of times in media where they show it where just like a bubble comes up on screen or something but mm-hmm. the way that it's done is so cool and in a way i've never seen before and i don't want to spoil Ooh, it but it's cool okay so i love that and um hold on i should have done this before i want to make sure i get her name but miss marvel herself is a star and i love her and i think she's so great her name is iman Vellani. She's great. I think she does a great job. That's so good. That's yeah. so refreshing. And of course, the representation uh, is huge for the Pakistani community and the Muslim community. Right. And I don't think, I mean, I'm not in those communities, but I don't think they're playing to stereotype, which is also cool. I mean, that's what happens when you actually involve people in those communities right. in the making right. of the show. So I'm very excited in seeing where this goes. I enjoyed it immensely that little half hour oh. television well I'm and so happy for you yeah I think you should watch it and I will oh, say I will. this I will if Brie Larson does not make a cameo at some point in this show I will be disappointed I feel like <laughs> she's it's, gotta right it's all about how much she's a super fan of Captain right. Marvel so we'll see but I'm impressed I was I liked it a lot I've been very impressed by the way Disney's done the artwork for this show and how like it's been a yeah. standout um, amongst some of the other shows artwork. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that was cool too. So watch it. I know I will. You should, I was, you should watch I, that before Obi-Wan to be honest. I see that's funny. You were going to say that because I almost started watching Obi-Wan before this. So I would have something to talk about. And I was like, you know what? No. 
Yeah, watch this Marvel. Anyway, are we done? I think we did a really good job considering how much was on the outline. Oh my gosh. Ergo, how much I put on the outline. I was just going to make a joke about that. Yeah, we did good. Yeah. I need to emphasize a few things. One, Nick is not actually homophobic. (laughs) That was a joke. No, I think everyone can gather that that was a joke. (laughs) Because I don't know if you guys know this, but Nick is a gay man. He's gay. Yeah, did you guys know? <laughs> he's he's really gay. He's gay. <laughs> like you guys, he kissed me the other day. Super gay. <laughs> yeah, that's really gay. Oh my god. I know. During Pride Month, can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing. <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. And the second thing is that. Mm-hmm. Robin and Riley's pitches for Paddington oh were my not God. silly. They you were not bad. They, what did you say? You they them. were silly intentionally. <laughs> they were intentionally silly. And I was just trying to compare how oh mine, God. I went way over the top. I did absolutely the most and okay, it was wait. probably not necessary, but. I have a question. Do what? you remember what all three of your pitches were? And we know you pitched Paddington in Peru and you said someone did Paddington in space. What no, was the other one? Both of them did Paddington in space. They both Un- had the idea, the same idea. Yeah. Unbeknownst to each That's other, they hilarious. both had Paddington in space. Yeah. That's hilarious. Which again, I would watch. I would love to see like Paddington. Um... Oh, I don't know. I would see Paddington in absolutely anything. Give me in a hell? Paddington. <laughs> Paddington in hell. I'd watch it. Um, Paddington goes to the circus. He kind of already did that. That sounds I'd like it would be it a good video game. Would you play oh, a Paddington video game? You guys, I would play the shit. You play the shit out of that, wouldn't you? Paddington video. Yeah, you oh would. my God. Especially if you could like change his outfit. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like okay. have Paddington like. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. I think you're, we're you're I think opening, we need to wrap this up. <laughs> you were opening my mind to the possibilities of a Paddington game. Why has well, that Well, maybe not that's been made? like your next pitch. Maybe. Oh my god. That would oh be so god. fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I don't know when this anyway. turned into a padding. Wait, Nick texted me back. Oh, what did he say? He said LMAO Zach would have a conniption and disown us. And he said, but I'm down. Eyeball emoji. Wait, what is this about again? Starting a Paddington hate club. Um, no, I will be texting him promptly after this. Mm-mm. That will not be happening on my watch because you're right. I will have a conniption. <laughs> Are you texting him back? Same. Oh my God. Ugh. We're starting no. a Facebook group, anti-Paddingtons. You're kidding. <laughs> no, one, no one will join it. Uh, we <laughs> will. Yeah, no. Um, one. follow follow along if you would like. Comment b- below if you would join my Facebook group, Anti Paddingtons. Okay, go send hate to Ely for really at Instagram. No, uh, don't do that. <laughs> Not my personal. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. I will send all the hate there. <laughs> Whatever. I can't believe you're saying Boosting this my after numbers. a Paddington influencer account liked our post from last week okay you made that post if you guys couldn't tell us i allowed zach to <laughs> post on our instagram last week. <laughs> i did a great job didn't I? you did you did do a good job thank you you won't be allowed to do it again oh. 
Okay, we need to go. We're oh, okay, done. Okay, we're going to go. Have a good night, and Have we'll talk to you guys night. next week. Goodbye. <laughs>